Welcome to Polyphony. This is Rachel, and I am so excited on this episode. We are talking to collegiate acapella groups and speaking with them about how they're handling the pandemic. So we have with us today, Sophia Calder, who is the president of the Vassar Devils. We have Jim Snedekor, who is president of Eight Beat Measure from RIT. And we also have Andrew Sonico Eugenio, the business director from Pitch Please Acapella from UCLA. Welcome to everyone. And here is our host for the evening, Aaron Director. Thanks so much, Rachel. Jim, I'd love to start with you. Take us through kind of what the situation is this term on campus at RIT. Are people there? Are there groups happening? Kind of give us this, the sitch. So right now, RIT is trying to do its best to like have a mix of in-person and online classes. And over the summer, there was a wild flux of like, like no one at RIT knew what was going to happen, at least of all the administration, up until maybe a few weeks before classes started. You know, disagreements between the administration and the professors about exactly how many classes should be online, what kinds of classes should be online. Uh, and then finally, when we did know things that were happening, uh, a lot of acapella groups had been jerked around this way and that so many times that... A lot of people just kind of said, well, we're just going to kind of take this semester off. We kind of took this situation and we're we're attempting to make the absolute best of it. And right now, that looks like we are pairing up members with each other. We're calling it accountability partners, but what the mechanism really is, is that we're going to pair up our older, more senior members, more experienced members with our younger, some of our newest members, some of our newer members. And three times a week, they're just going to meet up over Zoom. And, you know, even over, no matter how many people you have over Zoom, what you can do is limited. But they can check each other on parts. They can do warm-ups together and give each other feedback. They can come up with plans and have each other do like work on different exercises so that we can keep up our our musical skill uh, until we can meet again. It's very poetic. We already tried we already tried doing an in-person rehearsal, you know, with like masks and 10 feet apart and it really didn't work out well. Not only are some of our members, you know, far away from campus because they don't need to be near campus that much during the semester, but trying to sing with masks and the the distance involved, the amount of volume you need to be heard is insane and it's strenuous on people's voices is really what it is. So, this is the right now our best solution is is this. We're going to have like our music director is going to be checking in with our members throughout the semester, getting deliverables you know, like we're having parts arranged right now for a song that we're going to put together by the end of the semester and we're going to be able to, to have that to work on. So I have very high hopes for this semester for us. So in terms of new rep for this term, it's the one tune at this point. I mean, how much rep are you trying to digest while you're in this state? So right now we're picking three songs. Well, we have picked three songs to do for the whole semester maximum. But right now the scope is we're going to just like pick one song, focus on it, like get, you know, get it arranged, get the, the parts distributed and have people learn their parts, record their parts, add, you know, stylization to their parts and have it evolve over the, over the course of the semester under the music director's guidance, under the more detailed oriented meetings of the, the accountability partners and then be able to put it together with more high-resolution recordings. Since a lot of members of 8-Beat right now are on or near campus, myself and another member own these these Yeti Blue mics that I just I just picked one up, and I'll be able to pass it around to other members and so that they can record their parts with a very, very good microphone. Or at least the best microphone you can get without having to have a whole DAC setup. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's pass-aroundable pass easily, too, which is nice. Yes. Yeah. Sophia, how about for you at Vassar? What was kind of your situation as you were coming into this term and then what are the devils doing right now 
Yeah, so we had a little bit more knowledge about what was in store, I think, as compared to Jim. But it was a pr- it was a little unclear in terms of what acapella groups themselves could do. So we had a lot of meetings with all nine acapella groups, with the directors of each, trying to figure out where all of our heads were at and what we talked about as groups. And as of now, so we're actually all here. We're in person. Yeah, we, because we're kind of an isolated campus, Vassar thought it possible to do a closed campus type of situation, and it's actually worked really well so far. We've had zero cases for two weeks at this point, but of course, you know, there are still some pretty rigorous requirements in terms of everybody needs to wear masks at all times. We have classes almost entirely outside in tents or online, and so singing currently is considered an extended cough by which (laughs) you need to have at least 12 feet between each singer and masked and outside so as Jim was saying that is a lot to deal with very strenuous on voices and in general just not the most pleasant process in terms of being able to hear each other moving together feeling in any way connected so we've taken a complete break from in-person rehearsals and we are now concentrating entirely on arranging we chose songs this past weekend so we have chosen 12 songs for the entire year so we're focusing on five each semester maybe six we have kind of a list of how we want to prioritize them specifically seniors or people who haven't really had solos or just what we're feeling more excited about in general and yeah so we are breaking into groups depending on who is feeling most excited about which song they want to arrange. And in each group, of course, we're taking into consideration people who have had more experience, people who are newer to it, but who still want to try. And we're figuring out our deadlines now for each of those. But in some ways, it can be easier to learn them on our own because we've had a really beautiful but a little less efficient process of everybody standing around the piano learning one part at a time so of course everybody can hear it and be very complimentary and it's a beautiful communal process but it also does take some time so we're going to be doing individual part recordings which will be a bit more efficient. First of all, I have to say, if anyone wants to form a new group during the pandemic, Extended Cough sounds like a great name for that group. Uh, I was going to say, that's an amazing phrase. Yes, it is. But I wonder, Sophia, as you were in the early conversations or, or the groups were in early conversations across the campus, is everybody kind of taking the same approach that you guys are? Is there a range of responses from the groups on campus? Yeah, I think... There definitely is, and I think that centers around really prioritizing the mental health of every group member and what people feel they can do and commit to this semester. So, of course, these are unprecedented circumstances and... You know, we just we don't want to ever make acapella become another source of stress or anxiety on top of everything else. So I think some groups are taking the semester off or maybe just 
meeting once a week or maybe just getting together to see each other and hang out and really putting singing on the back burner. So yeah, there is a range of responses there, but I think in general, everybody is on the same page in terms of really just making sure it's it's a comfortable, like lovely experience. <laughs> Absolutely. Andrew, how about for you? What's the situation at UCLA? What's the vibe right now? Kind of where are you with things? So UCLA announced pretty early that it would be holding the majority of their classes virtually. And as time went on, it was just more and more classes have become virtual. And it's to the point where I think over 90% of all classes are virtual. Uh, So very early on, we knew that we weren't going to have very many people come back to campus. So like, I think when we were first looking at it, I think we only have like four people returning on campus. At one point, some people have been able to find other living arrangements because, you know, they make changes to the dorms and apartments so that instead of triple occupancy, some of them are now double or single occupancy. For like for me, I do research in the area, but my housing contract got screwed over. So I had to go and scramble to find somewhere else and other people weren't as lucky. Unlike Vassar Devils, we're in LA, so we don't really have the ability to have a nice little closed community because, you know, we're, we're, we're in the heart of COVID central of the West Coast, basically. So it's, we're conducting everything virtually. The way how we're kind of structuring it is we're having, we're going to separate it into smaller groups. So all the parts will have their own little committee, all led by a section leader. And then all of them, they'll schedule their own times to meet together, learn their parts and go over other things. The section leaders were taking entirely by, I believe we're taking entirely by volunteer, but they're just basically there to help guide them through the process. And then we're going to have one big meeting where we highlight key needs and key improvements to make. But other than that, it's basically learn on your own. But you can schedule meetings with all the music people and they'll be able to help you out. But it's it's mostly self-learning at this point. And have you adjusted sort of the targets around rep numbers? I mean, we're hearing from Jim and Sophia kind of what they're targeting for the term. What's Pitch Please looking at right now, do you think? Uh, a lot. We've arranged, so we had an, an idea for like a concept that we were planning to use for ICCAs next year because we, fingers crossed, we were hoping that we would have a live ICCAs with a full 12-minute set. So we've basically already arranged that whole thing. But the, as you all know, we have to condense that down into a four-minute set. So we're only able to use one or two of the songs. But the rest of it, we're, we're going to string together for a concept. And I think we're also going to add even more to that. It's mostly arranged. It's just a matter of picking and choosing of what the group wants and what direction we're looking to go for. Is the output of that going to be live performance? Is it going to be videos? Is it recording? Yeah, we're looking to hopefully, uh, because funding offices are also lacking money, so we don't know if we're going to be able to get the mixing and recording quality that we want out of it. But if everything goes to plan, uh, we'll record a lot of stuff and put them out on uh, streaming services and also post a few music videos here and there. Nice, nice. Sophia, how about for you with the Devils? You talked about this sort of big lift on arranging that you're working on right now. What's the rest of that process look like? I mean, you get these sort of 8,000 arranged tunes that you've all come together to work on over the term. I mean, do you have thoughts about learning and performing or what the output looks like? 
Yeah, definitely. So we would love to record as many as possible. That's definitely a priority. But also, even if, you know, we're not really able to perform them, though it is looking likely that as we move into phase three, we're currently in phase two, but phase three, we might be able to rehearse in indoor spaces together. And that, of course, we'll have to see what things look like because we'll still have to wear masks and maintain distance, which of course, yeah, just complicates everything. But even if we don't really get to perform together, there are only two seniors, myself included, and the music director, Susanna, the wonderful music director. So they'll be easy to kind of recycle and reuse for next year if people feel like they want to do that. And we've been trying to rebuild our repertoire in any case. So, yeah. Was it going to be a a rep rebuilding year anyway? I mean, sort of absent all of this going on? Yes, absolutely. We actually lost five very, very powerful voices and people in our group, five seniors last year who graduated. And so immediately, you know, we really write for individual voices. So we were definitely going to have to make some changes in terms of, yeah, our our various arrangements, how we write for each part and considering who is present their range, etc. It's also, of course, a little difficult because we've had to kind of stave off from auditions. That hasn't been able to be a part of this year. So we'll have to see what our new voices sound like and how the group sound changes when we get our new people. Are you then arranging for the smaller group or are you arranging with an idea towards things you'll perform once you beef back out again? Yeah, that's a really good question. We are currently arranging for the smaller group, but I think the general idea is in any of our arrangements, there's the possibility to add on, add on, add on. And there can always be four more parts and additional scrulty harmonies or whatever it is. So yeah, it'll be for us in the hopes that we can number one, record and number two, even perform. But yes, definitely subject to change. For sure, for sure. Jim, you mentioned you're doing sort of past the rock with the microphone, at least coming up, or that's part of the what's in the mix. Are there other kinds of outputs that you're thinking about in addition to the individual tracked recordings right now? In terms of like, you know, to the public, not right now. Whereas like, because over the summer, you know, we, we tried putting together like videos, like, you know, like with the group kind of scattered across the country. It didn't, it didn't work fantastically. So we're just focusing like, okay, we're going to focus all of our efforts to, to make this the best we can, we can do, we can be and make it something that we're proud of. And that's the bottom line right now. And, you know, succeeding that, in you know enough time, we're gonna get to the other two songs that we that we picked because we're really excited about all of them. Yeah, how did you figure out narrowing down the new rep ideas to three and then prioritizing those to figure out what the first one is? Because I imagine there would be some strong ideas about that. There's always strong ideas. We not only do we have a backlog of songs that we that you know we had to kind of cancel last semester, backlog of songs that didn't even get arranged last semester and we were planning on doing this semester, but then we held like we were like, okay, well, we'll hold song suggestion again. And we got, I think, the highest influx of suggested songs, especially the highest influx of really good ones ever in a semester that I've been in this group. And so now we have like this insanely long list of songs that everyone really wants to do. And everyone's like, oh man, I really, I'm really excited to be able to sing this. And we're like, okay, we have to restrict it to three. And then 
There was one song that everyone was most excited about, so we're, we went with that, and everyone said, yep, everyone agrees that, you know, this is going to be, this is good, this is the song, and we're going to go with that. And that'll be, like, the more of the priority. And then the, the other songs, it, it's tough because going forward in future semesters, we want to say things like, well, we want to be able to incorporate these songs in the future, but we can't know then, you know, if the group then will be as excited about the same songs. Then we're also, probably, they're probably going to be wanting to be whole song selection like that, and they're going to have songs that they're going to want to do. We can't know if all if any of these songs, you know, are going to be want, are going to actually be done. And it, I thought it was, that is a really good idea, I think, from Sophia, like what you guys are doing, of just like focusing on just ha- arranging a bunch of songs and, and teaching people that might not have had as much experience otherwise how to how to arrange more songs. And if, because if we just had a bunch of arrangements lying around, you know, people would just be learning them just because they think they're them really fun. They think they're really fun. I think I think that's a really good. I think, idea. I think well, that's a really good idea. Uh, ask Jim a quick question, real quick. So you said that all of your singers were scattered all around the country, right? I guess you could call them scatter tones. Ha! <laughs> UCLA gang. Sorry, I had to throw that in there. I had to throw that in there. I had to. I had to. <laughs> Clip it. Put it on YouTube. Andrew, Jim, I was, you I was gonna, I was gonna say, Andrew, I'm really excited about your group and what your group is gonna put out. Like, I'm, I'm legitimately really excited. But now, hmm. Hey, just wait for, just wait for all of that stuff to come out. Uh, a lot of exciting stuff is happening, and I'm sure you guys, I hope you guys love our content. But we're, we're really excited about everything that we're working on. So yeah, and I'm sure you guys are too. I can't wait to see what you guys put out. Absolutely. And when you are done groaning, we will be back with a little bit more from Sophia Calder, Jim Snow. Metacore and Andrew Sonico Eugenio and stick with us. We take a little break. We'll be right back. Every week for an hour, we hand over the keys to the station to wait. Is that right? The listeners? It's true. You, our listeners, can choose what we play for our requests and dedications hour. You can catch it every Thursday at 9 p.m. in the East, 6 p.m. Pacific, and then again on Sundays at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. East, 2 a.m. and 2 p.m. in the West. It's a chance for you to head to our website, pick some tunes that you want to request, or make a dedication. We'll play them right here on our air. And we're back with Polyphony. We have with us today Sophia Calder, president of Vassar Devils, Jim Snedicor, President of AP Measure from RIT, and Andrew Sonico Eugenio, Business Director of Pitch Please from UCLA. And here again is Aaron. Thanks so much, Rachel. Sophia, I wonder, as you were kind of moving into this year, and you talked about in our last segment about the groups kind of having conversations together about what they wanted to do. How did the conversation then translate down to the conversation within the devils about sort of what people were feeling like and what you wanted to do for the year? Because it sounds like there was some real expectation setting that had to happen. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was definitely helpful to talk to the other groups first and see how everybody else was feeling, especially in positions of leadership amidst a pandemic and that weight of responsibility and just general uncertainty. But especially as we weren't exactly sure what was going to be expected of us or what would be acceptable, you know, we'd heard some more concrete things about athletics in particular and how the teams would be allowed to meet and I almost said rehearse but practice (laughs) but it was a little more unclear in terms of yeah music groups and ensembles but talking with the devils after that 
that translation went very smoothly and of course was just fantastic to check in with everybody and see how they're feeling first of all if anybody was considering not coming back and we actually do have one member who is at home actually with with her aunt and uncle and she's still participating and you know in that way it's really great that we're still keeping things zoom based because it allows for everybody's participation especially those who might not feel as comfortable meeting in person because they're high risk or whatever the situation is so yeah i think it was really wonderful to get a general sense of expectation and then of course base everything from there on after the group's individual the members feelings on this this coming semester jim what was the conversation with with eight beat like around that because i know that you guys in a typical term tackle let's just say more than one song at a time so how was it around sort of scaling things back and knowing how to kind of dial that in that was a decision that was made late like you know much later in the in the summer than we would have liked and it was mostly informed by how much success we had had you know mobilizing groups members of our group when you know people were kind of like dealing with a ton of other situations like a variety of other situations happening in their personal lives and so we the three song limit was something that I think just made sense. I think, I think Jarrell, our music director pitched that first and it just, it it seemed to make a lot of sense. And we definitely all agreed that it was going to be a lot more productive if we could just focus all our efforts into, into one thing that we can make the best it can be. Was there a discussion about that? Was there pushback or was everyone kind of on the same page pretty quickly? I think normally though, sometimes our conversations have, you know, a, a good amount of like, of discussion and debate i don't think that one had a ton of of pushback at all just because it was an option of like hey you know everyone's already going to be having such a tough semester and no one raised their hand and said no i want to be doing more work right Um, Right. and and, like because everyone already i think the thing that i always try to keep in mind is that everyone in our group already you know so effectively keeps music in their hearts in their own way so we it's not our you know it doesn't become our prerogative to force it upon them in any way yeah. upon them in any way. Yeah. Sophia mentioned, Jim, that, that the Devils are not doing any auditions or have not done any around this cycle, at least. Where is 8-Beat around that? Have you brought anybody new in or are you kind of hunkered down with the existing group? We did. We did. Oh, okay. We brought three new members in. The other other groups aren't, you know, they, they're taking the semester off. They weren't holding auditions. And we figured out a way of, you know, pseudo holding of an audition that, you know, we could get something that we wanted out of. And the idea is... We broke up our regular round one and round two into video submissions. And the first one would just be like of their own our own initiative. They would like record a video doing certain things that they, we would instruct them how to do. And then round two, we would bring them in a Zoom meeting. Uh, our music director would teach them and bring them through some warm-ups, which I ended up learning via these auditions that that's, I think, the hardest thing that you could possibly ask someone to do is to <laughs> learn, then do warm-ups over Zoom in front of a bunch of people. I It was, it was wild. And the, the people that you know, were able to thrive in a certain way doing that, it really it really spoke to, to their strengths. Then we would have them do like certain certain exercises that were like that were not exactly warm ups. There's a pitch matching kind of Simon says deal. And then we have them we don't have to restrict their solo that they choose. We don't have to restrict how long that is. We can just say, hey, at least a verse in a chorus, if you do the intro 
that's great. And we were able to hear a lot more from them. I should have thought of the idea of like having them record their end while they're doing it because we had a, we had an audition that was severely marred by the connection stammering between their end and my end even though we weren't weren't even a mile away and we had to we had to have them you know kind of come in and, and do it again essentially which I, I imagine would have, would have been stressful for them but uh right as we speak actually in the next room my roommate who is the former business manager of 8 beat measure Sam he is doing his uh, rehearsal with one of our newbies and teaching him you know some vocal agility and stuff like that so if you hear if you hear some then that's that's him <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful demonstration Yes. I guess you could say they. I'm not a tenor. <laughs> sorry, I, I did. I'm sorry, Sophie. I had to do that. Uh, so, so good. So good. Andrew, how about for you? What's the recruitment or audition scene like for all the groups, but also specifically for Pitch Please? What are you doing right now? Well, currently there's no auditions. School starts next week. So, yeah, we start out really late because of the quarter system. And <laughs> now it's just pushed out a week later. So it's it's really late, especially since we're planning to compete and have people learn before certain deadlines that are shared by other schools. It, it puts a little bit of pressure on us. But it's basically just like what Jim said. We're having a two-part audition process. One of them would be, as you said, a video submission where you just record yourself. It's like a normal audition, except it's just to a phone, which I guess kind of takes the pressure off a little bit. For the second phase, we're doing it in a Zoom meeting, a live Zoom meeting, although that's less to characterize what they're doing, but it's really also so that we can market ourselves as a group and as a family to these potential pitches. And that, really that's just the most, that was the most important part of ours as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's just that two part dynamic. Of course, we'll, we'll be playing with time zones and all that stuff. I'm looking at our audition interest form just before this, actually. And, you know, you're, you see a lot of international numbers in there. So we're going to, we might have to change up the uh, callback schedule a little bit from what we originally planned just to accommodate those people even more. But yeah. So it's just one portion is just pure video. Oh, and as for the part learning, what we're doing instead is we're, instead of having them learn a part and then come back, what we're going to do is during the live callback session, we're going to basically explain the asynchronous process where we'll be giving them sheet music to one of the songs that we performed in the past and have them learn the part and record it in within the next two days. Is it two days? Not entirely sure, but we'll have them learn and record in a specified period of time because that'd just be how we would be learning in this new, in this upcoming year. We won't have the ability to come together since everybody's just spread. All the tones are scattered so far apart, but yeah. Do you, in a typical year, does mm -hmm. UCLA do cross-group audition placement stuff where people audition for multiple groups and then groups look at first and second choices and place people, or is it all independent by group? It's all independent. We wanted to keep the... Actually, I don't know the logic behind it, but I'm just speculating here. But it's just like, keep the choice of if someone's first choice is our group, we want them to have the option to pick us regardless. So, and also that it further complicates things if you cross check between voice parts, vocal styles, musical styles. So having something where you have like a rank checklist would just make things too complicated and nobody would be happy from that. So, yeah. so does that mean that you synchronize the audition scheduling process with the other groups so that if yes. uh, there are yes. people interested in multiple groups, they can be informed at the same time what to choose? Yes. Oh, we actually have an acapella portal 
where you can go through all the groups, see what all of them do. Shout out to Kay from Scattertones. Thank you for setting that up. Big shout out to her for helping organize a lot, all of that. I've been shouting out Scattertones a lot recently. Damn. But anywho, that really allows people to go on and you can even sort by how competitive the group says they are, how active they are. And you get, uh, basically you can just find a whole, how many groups are there? I think there's like at least 20 official acapella groups here at UCLA. So, you know, it's a lot to process. It was a lot for me to process when I came in without that type of portal. So we're hoping that that clears up a lot of the stuff. I know a lot of groups are also pushing the portal. So like, if you're interested in us, check out this portal and you might also find other groups that you're interested in. Other groups are using the same audition process that we use. So, you know, you make one video and then boom, you can fire it up one off to us, one off to scats, one off to resonance, one off to be harm, one off to random voices. Probably not each to be harm and random voices because one's an all boys all ones and all girls but you get my point so yeah it's we we did a really good job coming together over the summer and organizing we have like shared deadlines for when we announce we're going to have people for callbacks when we announce our callback decisions when we announce to other groups when we release our callback auditions a lot of those things are very planned but like in terms of like selecting and uh, we don't really have a system for that how is pitch please focusing on or planning on focusing on as the term starts to ramp up kind of staying in touch and staying cohesive i mean there's the the musical stuff but there's also Mm -hmm. the cultural stuff of just sort of staying connected with each other well there's a lot of things that we do so online there's like a lot of great games like uh, i don't know if anybody's heard of among us it's kind of like the new craze excellent game it's really a great way to bring people together and then divide people apart right away <laughs> no, no one i know you're the imposter be, be quiet about it yeah but we have and socials and stuff like that we have people whose roles are directly tied to that we also have people who are reaching out to other groups and trying to say hey can we talk to you and we can organize a a joint social and we have we just have all these systems in place to try and keep the family aspect of it so yeah and is that is that translating online i mean how is that working in a virtual world it's we're doing as best as we can obviously it's with different environments for different people we can't all be in the quote-unquote same state quote unquote but not to promote underage drinking but we're trying to we're trying our best to create the same environment obviously people have different schedules different time zones just make it harder for everybody to come together but we try to schedule them often enough so that everybody can get a piece of the pie you know i wanted to ask andrew a question real quick so like how many strong is is your campus like as a whole because you have 20 acapella groups that's wild to oh, me. We have oh like we have 35, like 35,000. okay that makes a little bit more sense because we have 18,000 and seven acapella groups and that usually blows people away <laughs> like yeah. whoa seven acapella groups 20 though Hold 20. on, let me check. Let me check the Wix, Wix site. And, uh, and Sophia, how how many acapella groups do you guys have on campus? We have nine, and we have around. I'm thinking twenty five hundred. <laughs> yeah, on a group per oh, number basis, Vassar has a, has everybody beat yeah. on this call for sure. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, also makes 10, sense 11, with the 12, with the COVID 14, numbers you said 15, earlier. 15, 16, 17. 17, according to our portal so Sophia we were talking with Andrew about kind of staying connected and I wonder how that's going for you with the devils you know you talked about 
kind of checking in with folks on a regular basis and making sure that people are doing okay during this time. How is that working and what kind of methods are you staying together? Right. Well, we actually have human resources advisors too this year. They are absolutely wonderful, Ananya and Angelique, and they are kind of in charge. Not that, you know, I mean, we're all, we all genuinely care about one another and are just as likely to check in, but their official role is to kind of facilitate community and to kind of be there if anybody needs to check in, if they have any concerns or doubts, questions. They're really go-to people and they're absolutely lovely. So that has definitely been, you know, very positive to have in this time in particular. But other than that, we definitely do try to hang out as a family other than just singing together. We, unfortunately, there are some things that are off limits that we would be really aiming for this year. One of these things is tour. We do that usually every single year. And we actually were in the midst of tour last year when everything really started to fall to pieces. We'd be visiting schools and they would shut down that day because of COVID. We're like, oh, gotta go. Yeah, it was alarming. (laughs) But yeah, but you know, in that way, we also had a unique sense of closure just because we were able, we knew, you know, it was going to be a while since we saw each other again. But yeah, so we've been playing games online. We love to play werewolves, which sounds a little bit like what Andrew was mentioning. Um, Very good at uniting and then dividing people almost immediately. No, but it's fantastic. And little movie nights or just, you know, everybody who's here, socially distant lunches or picnics. Yeah. Nice. That sounds great. Well, we will have so much more coming up in just a little bit. We need to take another break. In that time, we'll be talking about things like what these groups will uh, think they'll do if this continues into next semester and beyond possibly and things that came out of this whole experience that they might find worth keeping even when things go back to quote unquote normal but we'll talk about more about that on the other side stick with us we'll be right back you may not know this but Acaville is a nonprofit. we're a community supported organization and the way we keep our lights on and keep the music spinning is largely through memberships and contributions so I encourage you to be a member of Acaville not only will you support every Everything that we're doing and supporting the community and bringing great music and features to you, but there are some pretty killer member benefits out there as well. Head on over to Acaville.org, check out the member benefits because we'd love to have you as a member of the Acaville community. And we're back with Polyphony. We're at our last segment and we have with us again Sophia Calder, who's the president of the Vassar Devils, Jim Snedekor, who is the president of Eight Beat Measure from RIT, and Andrew Sonico Eugenio, who's business director from Pitch Please at UCLA. And here's Aaron again. Thanks, Rachel. Andrew, I wonder as you you know, you're sort of focused right now on the the hybrid competition scene that looks like it's coming together so far. I wonder about mm-hmm. beyond that. I, you know, if this looks like this takes up the rest of the school year, for example, I mean, are you thinking about mm-hmm. contingency planning much at this point? Well, yeah, our, we're basically planning as if the year is fully virtual because, you know, housing spots are still limited. It's still expensive to travel there. And if you don't have any classes or any work as, as like your reason to be on campus, you know, living on, living in LA, if you don't get university housing is absolutely so expensive. It is crazy. I'm about to pay my rent 
and I don't like that. But it's, we're basically planning as if it's going to be virtual the whole time anyways. I mean, if more people come, I guess we could have more socially distant, COVID conscious, in-person socials and try to do more of that and build the social and family aspect of acapella that way. But when it comes down to like the actual music and planning, we can't really plan for people to be on campus because we can't expect people to find housing and we can't expect this virus to go anyway anytime soon. What are the implications for that musically for the group later in the spring? You know, after sort of the competition cycle moves through, are there Mm -hmm. things that would be on the docket for later in the term in the quarters, later quarters? Yes. We basically have like our ideas, not our ideas, our year basically planned out in terms of repertoire, except for like select very niche, not niche. Christmas isn't niche. Christmas is forever. But like Christmas songs spring songs, stuff like that, we'll arrange as we go. But other than that, we're basically fully arranged, fully locked and loaded and prepared for a virtual world of acapella. I mean, of course, we haven't tried anything yet because the school year hasn't started. But in theory, everything's locked and loaded. In theory. Right. Jim, how about for 8B? If this continues for the rest of the year, just continue kind of the pace that you're doing right now? Or are there other things that might come along later in the cycle, you think? I think for us right now, learning what we can do, what what works for us best, I think is is really important right now. Like RIT has absolutely no idea what they're going to do, which I think is fairly reasonable. And neither do we, honestly. <laughs> I'm sorry I don't have much more of an answer for you. But because, you know, I, I know Andrew, uh, you guys have like, you know, stuff planned out a million miles away, which I envy, but we, right now, we're mostly remaining adaptable is is our plan right now. Yeah. Are there things that you have done to keep nimble this cycle that you might want to do in other cycles where it might not be quite as needed? Nimble this cycle. To be adaptable, to be ready to respond to anything that's going on. Yeah, yeah. Not in particular. Like, when I try to rack my brain for it, like, things we have done specifically to remain adaptable, I think this has been more of a trial by fire than something that we have, like, prepared for. Our members have been amazingly adaptable throughout this whole throughout this whole thing. If we make an announcement, it's like, hey, we're pairing you up now. You know, try to meet three times a week. And they're like, okay. And they do it. They were like, hey, like, you know, can people try and learn this part really quick? We're going to try and put up, put together a four beat, like, right now. I need it in two days. And like, okay. And I really value that. And... That is kind of like what we've been writing on, but we right now all any plans that we would make are kind of hinge on like the mostly just the state of the world in the coming months and years and stuff like that, and we we can't make a ton of those plans right now in our from our perspective. For sure, as you were bringing new people in in the audition process, how did you convey to them how crazy and hopefully anomalous this year was? Because it's super weird. They knew coming in. I mean, two two of them are freshmen. One of them is I think around my age. And the, the two freshmen, like, they, they knew full well going in, like, you know, exactly how and coincidental it was that they started college this year. You know, the I think the the oddest of all some of all years to start college right now. And so we, you know, over the Zoom call, over our round two call, we just kind of explained them, like, hey, this is where we're at right now. This is what our, the group looks like right now. But Saturdays, you know, 6 to 8 p.m., we're watching Deadpool 2 or something, so come <laughs> join us. We're playing Scriblio, we're playing Among Us. For a while, before we had a rehearsal plan, we were trying to find ways to reliably maintain our brotherhood, which I think is something that has truly, I think, saved us in a, in a big way. But the auditionees were just kind of like, 
we, we explained it to them and they're like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And none of them were like, oh, you know, that's not really the experience that I want. All, all of them were like, yeah, I can, I can totally deal with that because here's the thing. It's also, there's a, there's an implied promise that like, you know, when we can, we will sing again. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Sophia, how about for you? I mean, if this continues, you, you're in phase two now, let's suppose you stay phase two-ish for a while into the rest of the year, for example. Does that change your strategy at the Devils? Not particularly. I think our priority will continue to be arranging and as much as we can just, yeah, working together through all of this and maintaining our friendship, companionship, as Jim said, you know, exactly. I think connection and remaining flexible and compassionate with one another is such a key thing at this point. So Yeah, for sure. Do you feel like given that you weren't able to do recruitment and auditions this last cycle, if this continues further, is there a point at which you would throw caution to the wind and do auditions in some virtual way anyway? I mean, is that on the on the drawing board, do you think? Yeah, we're definitely considering it for the spring. We'll see what happens. Other groups here are as well. So far, that's kind of when when we've had a virtual activities fair and been talking to potential interested parties, we've said, yeah, it's, you know, TBD, but hopefully the spring. And if not, then I'm sure people will find a way just because at that point we'll be down to eight members. So we're going to want, we're going to want some new people next year. A hundred percent if it doesn't happen this year. Yeah. Almost down by half really at that point, pretty close. Do you feel like once the, you know, in whatever indefinite future we will live in where we can be spending time in person together and singing, are there things about this arranging focus that you might want to carry forward to a quote unquote normal year? I mean, are you learning things from doing this that will help you in that world? Yeah, absolutely. We've really been trying to think positively in that way about the unique opportunities this has granted us instead of just the shortcomings. And that's definitely one of them. I think really having a unique opportunity to get to not only work in smaller groups with people you may not have worked with before, but to ensure that every single person has an opportunity to challenge themselves in a way they haven't. And pairing people together with very different strengths, like people who feel more comfortable writing, notating music and reading music, and those who feel more comfortable improvising a melodic line above all of that. So I think it's been really fascinating to get to know each other as musicians in that sense, rather than just performing, learning together. And yeah, we've been very appreciative of that process. Do you think that that sort of musical skill building that you're getting through this process will translate to a different sound or a different learning process for the devils when you're able to get back to that part of it? I think it could definitely contribute to both. I think it's giving people an opportunity to challenge themselves in the part that they write. So I think actually the sound and people who may have been comfortable or kind of typecast into certain parts, voice parts, will be able to kind of break free of those as they're writing for themselves and saying, you know, let me actually try belting a high A or whatever it is. So that'll definitely have have a different 
impact on our sound. And something about being involved in the process of writing everything, I think, can give you a keener awareness of all of the different moving complex elements in the song. And that'll definitely, I think, highlight certain wonderful, wonderful characteristics about our arrangements. And yeah, for in terms of learning, who knows? I think we could have a really fantastic blend of learning in person and individually for part recordings, especially for people who do feel more comfortable listening and repeating rather than reading music. Andrew, how do you feel like this sort of virtual intermezzo that the group is going through right now will affect Pitch Please down the line? You know, once you're back together, will there be a lasting impact from this period, do you think? I feel like the effects will be like, you know, it'll be like other years. It'll be different, but in many ways, you know, the voices in my head are telling me that things are going to be very much the same. We're still going to be meeting. We're still going to be singing together, even if asynchronously, you know, in the end, we're going to hear all of our all of our voices just rebranded onto one track and one project. And in the end, the, the, the end goals are the same, you know, to put out great music and to have fun doing it. And, you know, this, there's going to be the same sense of pride from that. There's going to be the same sense of accomplishment. And we're definitely still going to have tons of fun doing it. So what do you feel like are the criteria that the group would use to migrate back to being in person? Uh, I mean, obviously, this year, given how geographically disparate you are, it seems less likely, but it's going to be another conversation and probably discussion to have as next year starts to roll around. What are the what are you thinking about? What is a successful way to get back together again? Well, I feel like that would just be returning to doing it the way how we've always had. There's a few ideas in there, like breaking up into different sections with different section leaders and making it more of a more of a pyramid than just music director uh, assistant music director and then everybody else just listens to them that could make things move more efficiently but i think that's really going to be more determined not by group policy but more by school policy and you know given that we're in la covid cases are not easing up at all so it's just it's we're just going to be keeping an eye out on that. And, you know, we have two sets of syllabi set for next year. So we're, we're prepared. Sounds it. Sophia, how about for you? You know, Andrew's talking about sort of the institution being the primary decision maker around that. But it's also about kind of the will of the group to some degree, right? I mean, how will you figure out when it's time to get back together again, do you think? Yeah, I, it's an interesting question because I most likely won't be there for that part, which is pretty depressing (laughs) to think this is, yeah, but I think definitely a part of it will be like we've talked about before people's individual comfort levels with things, because, you know, even if there is this idea as an institution that okay, now we're back to normalcy, whatever that means. Some people might not exactly be on board and that's absolutely understandable and fine. So we'll have to definitely just work to communicate and make sure that we're really, again, prioritizing the safety of everybody in the group rather than charging forward just because a few people are particularly passionate about something. I think the answer right now we have is appreciation of what we'll have then and what we had before COVID. We're going to be able to, to, to sing together and sometimes you would, you know, 
rehearsals eight to ten eight to ten p.m. some nights, and I come in after having an eight a.m. class and you know full stack afterwards, and I trudge into the eight p.m. I'm like, okay, all right, I'm gonna get through this, and no more after this. I will never take that for granted, <laughs> being able to see people. Yeah, totally. Well, I feel so educated from this conversation. I really appreciate all of you taking some time to speak with us today. Thank you so much to Sophia Calder, president of Vassar Devils, Jim Snedekor, president of AP Measure from RIT, and Andrew Sonico Eugenio, business director from Pitch Please at UCLA. Thank you all so much. And we'll be taking a short hiatus from this show, but we'll be picking it back up again in just a few weeks. So stick around. There will be more from Polyphony.